Amen. You may be seated. You know that song, that, that last few lines, or that song all through it in the chorus. Who else? Who else? Who else would uh, ask you to be a son? Who else would, would bring you into his family? Only a holy God. We get to worship that holy God. We get to be in his presence. We get to come and, and sing together with brothers and sisters in Christ. We get to do that. What an absolute privilege it is for us to, to be able to come together and, and with, with those from different places and different... Uh, we have one thing in common. We come from different places. We, come, we have different likes and all that, but we have Christ in common. One Lord, one Savior, one baptism, one hope. He is our everything. And we get to come together and worship Him in spirit and truth. And it is so, so awesome. This morning, first service we did, we had several families join. And it's, it's good. God is, God is doing a, a really neat thing. And, and uh, just be led by the Spirit this morning as the Holy Spirit moves in you. That um, we do got, it, it's different, it's different here, you do have to go through the new members class, which is nothing complicated, believe me, it's a, it's a lunch, it's free food, it's free food, so you just come and you uh, sit through that, uh, but just be led, led by the Holy Spirit, be who He saved you to be, that's what uh, I'm calling that, this morning's message, is be who He saved you to be, That that's something that, I don't know, it's a, it's a tagline, it's just a, a little, it's something when I think about our responsibility as believers, when I think about the role of us as Christians, it's, it's really no further than that. Just be who He saved you to be. Don't try to complicate it. Don't try to, don't try to add to or take from it. Just simply be that person. Go with me over to 1 Peter. 1 Peter chapter 1. We're going to bounce to three different places this morning, but 1 Peter chapter 1 is where we will start. Just simply be who He saved you to be, who He rescued. Remember last week, He rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son. And in and, and light of that, look at, verse, look at verse 14 of 1 Peter chapter 1. It says, As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lust which were yours in your ignorance. Think about, think about just for a moment where you were before Christ found you. It's, it's something that I think we should not ever forget as Christians. We should not forget who we were before Christ found us. You know, Scripture is regularly, Paul regularly reminds his listener of who he was, how he was he was progressing in the law, he was, he was fervent, he was zealous, he was doing all these things, but he was, he was against the church, he was, he was so passionate, but he was, his passion was running in the wrong direction, but there on the road to Damascus, God found him. Remember where you were on your Damascus Road experience, where you were as, as a lost person when God found you and made you his very own. Think about the world around us. Here we do, here we come in this morning and, and we're led in worship and we, we, we lift up the name of King Jesus and we praise the God who saved us. And the world around us, they don't get that. Lost people don't get that. That verse tells us, as obedient children do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance. 
we didn't know any better. Lost people, people that do not know Christ do not know any better. They don't know Jesus. They don't have the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit. They don't have the comforter inside of them leading them and guiding them into truth. They don't have conviction. They they don't have a a nudge. I mentioned earlier a Sunday morning nudge. You ever have a Sunday morning nudge? Here's what that is. That's the Spirit of God waking you up saying, hey, you need to be with the family. There's a family reunion going on down there, wherever you belong. There's a family reunion happening, and we're going to worship me, and we're going to study my word, and the Spirit of God is drawing us to Himself. God is saying, hey, come be in my presence. Hey, come be with others. Lost people don't have that. Lost people do not have that. They, They don't know Christ. They don't have an indwelling nudge. They look at us as absolutely foolish. I was back there in the office and my phone dinged and the uh, weather channel was telling me a rain shower is likely. Can you imagine that, Tuscaloosa? It's coming. And the people that don't know Christ look at us like, you fools. Why are you sitting in there listening to him? It's about to rain. Get the yard cut. Go get some last-minute shopping done. Go, go maybe get a quick nine or maybe pay, play 18. Hey, run up to the lake. Hurry before the rain comes. And here we sit. Foolish. Message of the cross is foolishness to those that are perishing. The Bible says we don't, we don't act like those who we don't fall back into our ignorance. They don't know any better. They look at us like, why are you wasting your time in there? They don't, we sing praises and we understand He's God. And we understand He's our hope. We understand that He found us and He made us His very own. When I say, be who He saved you to be, that is a foreign concept to those who don't know Christ. What do you mean? Salvation. What do you mean? They don't get it. But you do. You get that. You, you know what I'm talking about. If you're a Christian, and, and here's the deal, we, we've gathered again, we've assembled a good, good group here this morning. You know what I'm ready to see? I'm ready to see September come. I'm ready to see everybody come back. Vacations are over and trips are over and school's back in and it's just time to come back to church. I'm ready to see who shows back up. I'm excited to see it all back together. But you know, we're back together here this morning and you know, you may have slipped in and you don't know Christ and you're you're hearing me and you even hear the songs we sing and and they're pretty songs, but you don't get the meaning. They're just songs and, and, and you're sitting out there and you're listening and you're you're just kind of watching the instrumentalist and you're watching the people and you see them worshiping and you see the drums and you're, you're just daydreaming about, hey, I wish I want me a set of drums. It's not a spiritual thing. It's just a motion thing. You know, if you're in here and you're doing that, if that's you, then Christ loves you and Christ died for you too. Christ died so you could have a relationship with Him also. For those that know Jesus, for those of you that know and and have a relationship with Christ, those words matter. Who else? Who else will invite you? Who else would put up with you? Who else would redeem you? Who else would give you a hope? Nobody. There's nobody else but Jesus. 
There's nobody in your spirit. Your spirit as a believer is sitting there saying, Amen, yes, Lord. Even if you don't know the songs or don't like the songs, your spirit is agreeing with the words of, He's awesome. That's my God. That's my Lord. That He saved me. That's my Savior. He is my Lord. You know that as a Christian. You know that. Scripture says as obedient children, do not, do not fall back into, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lusts which were yours in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior. You, you know, uh, be who He saved you to be is simply that. Be holy in all your behavior, every aspect of who you are. Every single aspect of who you are as a Christian, be who He saved you to be. And we have the Spirit of God who lives in us, and we have the Word of God that we can read. The Bible tells us, we say, well, I don't know what to do. And and let me say this, let me just ask you a question. How's your prayer life? How's your prayer life? Should be. And here... Everybody, it it may not be exactly where it should be, but when I ask you as a Christian, how's your prayer life? The Holy Spirit inside of you should immediately. Here's two things that'll happen. First of all, the flesh will start rationalizing. The flesh will start throwing up excuses. The flesh will start saying, look at him. He's judging you. He's, 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 He's saying all this stuff about you. And the Spirit of God is sitting there saying, hey, you. Let's talk. We could talk more. I'm I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm with you. I promised I'd never leave you nor forsake you. And I know you get busy. And I know you're running at 100 miles an hour. And I know you got a lot on your plate. But hey, I'm still here. How's your prayer life? Be who He saved you to be. It starts with having an intimate relationship. It has, a, it has to start as soon as you wake up in the morning. I'm a firm believer. And all through the night, if you can't sleep, pray. If you can't sleep, pick up God's Word and read till you sleep. Or when the sun rises, go to work. Try it again tonight. Sorry if you can't sleep, just read through the night. How's your, Bible, how's your Bible reading? How's your Bible reading? And I don't think you're getting enough if you're just listening to me. Because I'm not going to... You're like, preacher, you started in verse 13. What's 1 through 12 say? You got to read it. Aren't you going to go on down to number 17? Nope, ain't even touching. I'm about to turn the page. I got more stickies to go to. You will starve to death waiting on me. Because I pick, it's like, Lord sends me here and then he sends me here. See all them little sticky spots? Let me tell you some deep, deep, deep secrets. Preacher secrets. It ain't, it's just crazy, messed up me secrets. These them stickies, watch what I'm about to do. I'm about to. We're leaving here. We're leaving, but I want you to hear something. But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in all your behavior because it is written, you shall be holy for I am holy. Watch this. This is my preacher's secret. That one disappeared. I won't know where to even go back to now. 
Go with me over to Titus. Preacher's secret. It's right there. That's just out there to go to the first one, go to the second one, go to the third one. It's not complicated. It's just ignorance of the mess, foolishness of the press. <laughs> Ken's like, holy cow. It's not rocket science. Just do it. It's not rocket science. Look over in Titus chapter 3. That stick he has, March 16th, Margie Jordan is having ankle surgery. That's from Excel. That has nothing to do with Chapel Hill. That just told me to turn to Titus chapter 3. And I knew to go right here. But here's the deal. It's not rocket science, no. But do what. listen to what it says, verse 3, chapter 3, 3. For we also were once foolish ourselves, disobedient, deceived, enslaved to various lusts and pleasures, spending our life in malice and envy, hateful, hating one another. But when the kindness of God our Savior and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us. What's your motivation? Guys, if that don't motivate you, then I don't know what else can. Christ appeared and He saved us. Look at what He saved. We were in our ignorance and we were foolish. We, we were rebels. We were just madmen and women. We were, we were living our course. We were no different than the ignorance of the world out there. They, we, before Christ, thought all of this was foolish. Because many of us were just drugged because mama drug us. Many of us were drugged because grandma drug us. We just did what grandparents did. We just did what mama and daddy did. But when the kindness of God our Savior and His love for mankind found you, He saved you. He saved us when we were not savable. He saved us when... We brought nothing to the table. We didn't deserve it. We weren't, it wasn't like we were running really well. And he said, hey, I need him in my kingdom. That's not how God works. He didn't save us on the base of our merit. Look, look at what it says. He saved us, verse 5. He saved us not on the basis of deeds, which we have done in righteousness, but according to his mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out upon us richly through Christ Jesus our Savior. Be who He saved you to be. What's our motivation to do that, preacher? Well, He's our motivation. He's our reason. He's our purpose. He's the one who, when I was ignorant, He found me. He's the one that set the standard. He's the one when, when, when I were in, in the billions and billions of people that are on the face of the earth, His Holy Spirit found you and convicted you of your need for Him. And He redeemed you and He made you His very own. He didn't make you His very own so that we go back into our former lifestyle. No, He saved us for a purpose. Be who He saved you to be. Be His hands, be His feet, be His ambassador, be His spokesperson. Be His mouthpiece wherever you go. Be light. Bible says... 
Bible says over in Matthew, Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, let your light so shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Be who God saved you to be is not complicated, but it is everything. We are Christ ambassadors. We are His chosen sons and chosen daughters. We can't, we can't fall back into our former life. We can't fall back into the way we were when we were ignorant and rebelling against Him because of the Spirit of God that convicts us of truth, convicts us of that's not how you should live, convicts us of this is what I desire you to be, convicts you, the, the Spirit of God inside of you that convicts you when the preacher asks you, how's your prayer life? And you start stumbling in your spirit and you, you have to say it's not good. I didn't convict you of it's not good. The Spirit of God is screaming, talk to me more. I'm here, grow in me, abide in me. When I say, how's your study? How's your reading? It's not a preacher that can convict you of the things you're not doing according to. That is according to God's word. It's the spirit of God that convicts you. And it's that same spirit who, who leads us and shows us the things that he desires us to do. He, he, he shows us the things that be who he saved you to be. If, if you had to put on a piece of paper your purpose, what would that be? Be who he saved you to be. Could you answer that? Here, here's me in, an, in a, an attempt. He saved me to glorify Him first of all. He saved me to make much of Him. He saved me to be a husband to her. He saved me to be a father to them. He saved me to... And listen to that order. Do you hear that order? He saved me to be His first. And then I leaved and cleaved to another. And again He gave us a family... And, and I'm, honoring to, I'm honoring God by my life and, and by being a husband and by being the father. And then, guess what? I'm the shepherd. I'm a shepherd of a local church. I'm to glorify God. I'm to, biblically, to equip the saints to do the work of ministry. I'm to come alongside. I'm, uh, I'm to exposit the word. I'm to explain. I'm to point out. I, I don't Nowhere in there is it, is it to judge, is it to convict, is it to, is it to fix, is it to change, is it to do anything. No, I'm to honor Christ first with my life as a husband and as a father and as a pastor, as a friend. Be who He saved you to be. The Holy Spirit guides us into that truth. And this is not a question of career choices or who am I going to date or or where do I supposed to live? It has nothing to do with that. Waking up every single day with Him. Going through every single day with Him guiding and Him leading and Him being a conscious conversation that is going on. Guess what that does? That leads you into career choices. That leads you into house purchases. That leads you into wife 
and husbands and kids. And that leads you into financial choices. That leads you, that is foundational to everything else, period, under the sun, is your relationship with Christ. That's who you are. You're His. He found you. Keep reading Titus. Y'all are still in Titus. But when the kindness of God, verse, verse 4, but when the kindness of God our Savior and His love for mankind appeared, He saved us. Not on the basis of deeds which we have done in righteousness, but according to His mercy. By the washing and regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out upon us richly through Christ Jesus our Savior, so that, being justified by His grace, we would be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We get to see every time we come together as a family, every time we come together on this hill, whether we're on this hill or we're at Shaco Springs or we're at a we're at somebody's house or we're at a retreat or wherever we ever, we get to see a glimpse of what is to come because we have a promise and that's eternity with Him. But until then, be who He saved you to be. Not, not back in the old lifestyle. Not in the world's lifestyle. The rat wheel. I just, I just for some reason see a rat wheel and turning and the world is on it. They just wake up and they go through the motions and they be good people and they, they do all the things. They don't get in trouble and they obey the law and they manage their home well and they just do what the world does but it is excluding a relationship with Christ. It's excluding the leading of the Holy Spirit and dwelling of the Holy Spirit. It's, it's an ignorance. And yet we sit here with the Spirit of God leading us, directing us. It says this is a trustworthy statement, verse 8. And, con and concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently. Because here, here's the thing. The, the, the congregation, Titus was left here by Paul to set in order. Look at what the Bible says. For this reason, verse 5. Verse 5 of chapter 1. For this reason I left you in Crete that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. So you're here to set in order. You're here to appoint elders over all of these congregations in this city. And this is what I want you to teach them. And this is what their qualifications are. And this is what their expectations are. And look at verse 8. This is a trustworthy statement back over in chapter 3. And concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently so that those who have believed God will be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good and profitable for men. That leads to a totally different... Well, it's not different. We've talked about it in here. We're to be other-focused. You come out of the womb and the first words you learn is me. 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 Let me have that. No. 
mine. Share with your sister, no, mine. And we get to be adults, and guess what we do? Mine. It's not biblical. It's not who you are anymore. It's not who you are. Yeah, but Brother Shannon, you don't know them. Remember who you were? Yeah, but they... Remember who you were? He saved us not on the basis of deeds which we had done in righteousness, but according to His mercy. What if God had have judged the way we judged? What if God's standard would have been the standard we'd hold others to? Be who He saved you to be. And Guys, far too often, if we're not careful... We become an island. We become like this. We become, this is our world. This is my family, and this is my work life, and this is my world, and this is it, and I'm going to keep to mine, and I'm going to keep mine safe like a mother hen. What about them? Well, they got to, you know what the world says about them? They got to figure it out. They got to get their own way. They got to fix their own problems. That's their problem. What about them? And what about them? And what about them? Notice. Notice what happens. Look, look at this. Read this. This is a trustworthy statement. And concerning these things, I want you to speak confidently so that those who have believed God will be careful to engage. If you believed God, be careful to engage in good deeds. These things are good and profitable for men. Look at verse 9. You know, it's amazing what you learn when you read this book. And, you know, I, look, look at what the Bible says. But avoid foolish controversies and genealogies and strife and disputes about the law, for they are unprofitable and worthless. We waste a lot of time because of unprofitable and worthless things. Reject the factious man after first and second warning. Knowing that such a man is perverted and sinning because of self and being self-condemned. Look at verse 14. Our people. Titus, verse 5. For this reason I left you in Crete that you would set in order what remains and appoint elders in every city as I directed you. Verse 14 of chapter 3. Our people must also learn to engage in good deeds, to meet pressing needs so that they will not be unfruitful. Be who He saved you to be. When you hear be who He saved you to be, if you're not careful, who He saved you to be is, is well, I'm going to take care of me and mine and I got all my little biddies under my nest and I'm going to just make sure everybody around me is okay. Mine is fine. That's your problem. I've got mine. You've got to get your own. I'm, we good up here. Y'all figure it out. That's not who we are. And as I look around the room, every single one of us will walk out those doors and we will go our separate ways and we will go to, we will go back to our safe place. And all around us is the world. 
And God has you planted right there in the middle of it. I said this earlier. I went down, had to take Harley down to do Distinguished Young Women stuff this past week. And I went and saw Catherine at her house, Catherine Bland, at her house. And I rode through the house, and I'm riding down through there. And I'm like, I know this house, and this house, and this house, and this house, and this house. I mean, I know all the houses down there. It's like I could go knock on the door and say, I'm hungry. And they'd say, come on in, and they'd feed me. Up here, we're in big city. Rules are different in big city. Rules are different. It seems like up here, here's what people do. I thought it only, I've been to New York, I've been to Washington, I've been to big, big cities, and they do the same thing there they do here. They walk straight, head down, it's almost like, I don't see you, 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 I don't see you. Whoo, buddy, I'm glad I'm home. I'm going to work, I don't see you, I don't see you, I don't see you, I don't see you, I'm in my world. Whoa, I can't wait till I get home, I can't wait, I can't wait. Whoo, honey, I'm home. How would you influence the kingdom today? Be who he saved you to be here as well as here and here. And you know what? For many in this room and for many in churches all over the place, for many believers, for many Christians, for many who have the Holy Spirit inside of them, for many who should not have been picked, but God picked us, for many, if we looked up, we'd be like, wow, I didn't even know you were there. Yeah, I've been working with you for 12 years. <laughs> How long you lived there? Oh, I watched you move in. We don't see people. Be who he saved you to be. I don't think he saved us to go back to who we were in our ignorance. I don't think he saved us for us to fall back into that. That's what everybody else does. That's not who we are. I don't know what that looks like for you. And some of you are like, oh my, you don't know my neighbor. And you know what? Your neighbor's probably saying, <laughs> ain't no telling what your neighbor's saying about you. But can you imagine? Hey, I'm Shannon. You go to Chapel Hill? I got a shirt just like you. Wow, cool. Let's hang out. And you know where they've been the whole time? Right there. Guys, if we're not careful, we as Christians who have been set apart and called out to good works and good deeds, we will spend our lives right here in this circle. In this sermon, y'all know what I'm talking about when I point to this circle. And at the end of life, when we lay you right here, The question that me and him and him, we're going to say a bunch of amazing stuff. Because we're going to talk about how, oh, they were awesome. They were good in the choir and they were good to work with and they worked with the youth and they did X and they did Y. But you know what? Strangers to us 
But people who watch shall live are going to be sitting all in that congregation as we talk. I can't tell you the number of funerals I got to the car. And you know, I always ride in front of the hearse and behind the police. I, I get to the car and I'm thinking to myself, there's a lot of folks in there that think I'm crazy. Because <laughs> I just said a bunch of stuff that that person in that, in that casket ain't no more who I just built up than anything in the world. I even have them look at me like, who are you talking about? I came to the wrong funeral. It's a true story. It's a true story. We do it all the time. It's what we do. They were the best. And everybody out there knows, <laughs> dude, let's go eat lunch. Be who he saves you to be. I want us to pray. I want us to pray. I don't know what God's saying to you. I know what he's saying to me. I hear him. We're going to sing just as I am in a minute. We're going to, if you're going to join Chapel Hill, love to have you. Just come up, say, hey, we want to join. Got new members class coming in September. Oh, had two families join this morning. Got baptisms coming. It's exciting. God is working. God is doing a neat thing here. But right now, here's what I want you to do. I want to give you just a moment right there. Bow your head in a, in a quietness. In this, this moment right here. This ain't decision time. This ain't a... Just ask him the question. Lord, what do you want me to do? Who am I? Say this. Say, your servant's listening. Father God, speak to us. Help us to be obedient. In Jesus' name, amen.